0: Today on State Scoop's Priorities Podcast from Scoop News Group, the next steps after collaboration for local IT departments. Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities Podcast. Every Thursday, you'll get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world and learn about the latest news and trends ahead for the industry. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Here's what's happening this week. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro is tackling digital services transformation in a new executive order released this week. The order creates the Commonwealth Office of Digital Experience, or Code PA, and establishes an in-house digital services team to modernize state services. Shapiro says the new office will build a user-friendly online experience for all Pennsylvanians and save taxpayer money while doing so. California's IT department is being criticized by the State Auditor's Office after an audit found that the agency continues to struggle with long-term strategic planning and project oversight. The audit also found that that lack of planning and oversight leaves state agencies open to cyber attacks and other compromises. The department responded to the audit and said that it's working with other departments to address staffing shortages and improve cybersecurity. Washington State is adding new layers of governance to the state's cybersecurity practices. Governor Jay Inslee signed a bill that will establish new advisory boards and give the state's Department of Commerce more authority over infrastructure security. The bill also allows the state CIO to appoint members to a new subcommittee tasked with evaluating emerging cyber threats. You can find these stories and more at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. State and local IT leaders talk regularly about the need for collaboration. They talk about sharing best practices and ideas. They talk about getting advice from peers across the community on vendors, procurements, and ways to solve big problems. But one local IT director in a Chicago suburb thinks it's time for municipalities to take collaboration one step further. He's proposing the creation of MAID, mutual aid for IT departments. Anthony Ardolino is the IT director for the Village of Tinley Park, which has nearly 55,000 residents just southwest of Chicago. He spoke at the Illinois GEMIS conference in Normal, Illinois about his idea. Ardolino tells me how he's approaching the concept of mutual aid for IT departments.
1: This kind of idea came to me when, uh, so the Village of Tinley Park has a unified command structure, which is to say that Uh, On a a regular basis, we have meetings in our EOC, our emergency Operations centers, with uh, the chief of police, the chief of the fire. We have our own 911 dispatch, so the 911 dispatch director, our public works director, and they invited uh, the IT to start coming to these meetings as well. So in these meetings, one of them was um, specifically about what does mutual aid look like for the various agencies that are present there. And fire got up and talked about theirs, and police got up and talked about theirs, and public works got up and talked about what they do for mutual aid. And then it came IT's turn, and I didn't really have much to talk about. And I'm like, well, bad things happen. We kind of call these people, and they, we pay them money, and they help us. So it was from that meeting that I started to have conversations. Um, my father was in the fire service, so I got to talk to him about it as well and how the fire service mutual aid looked like. Heard lots of stories about that many many hours to kind of condense that down into the the meat and potatoes of what it is um but really the the, the thought behind it is uh to your point it's more than just uh collaboration and, and how do you do things but um starting to formalize agreements amongst the different uh, municipalities that in the event of a a disaster we can be there to help you um, and that's the whole point of mutual aid is is the idea of sharing Uh, hardware equipment and and sharing resources people as well um, to to just get you out of this disaster that you may be dealing with and uh, things like this I I don't want to oversell Uh, I don't have anything on paper yet it's all (laughs) kind of well I have a PowerPoint presentation that I've done but other than that it's all kind of just in theory right now Mm -hmm. and and me kind of doing the fact-finding to see if there would be interest in something like this Um, my I have two fears. Um, I have the fear that there's gonna be crickets and no one's gonna to listen to me, or I have the fear that a hundred people are gonna email me and be like, all right, well, how do we start? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I don't ever,
0: I don't know what to do with either of those scenarios. Yeah. So it's hopefully gonna be somewhere in the middle. When it comes to you know actually getting something like this done, I mean what do you uh, again, I know nothing's on paper, yeah, but where words, do you where do you sort of see this going in the in the near term? Assume you get, you know, a good amount of responses. My next steps is
1: uh, I definitely want to reach out to in Illinois. Uh, we have uh, the mutual aid for police is ILEAS. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the acronym stands sure. for right now. Uh, and the mutual aid for fire is MAVIS. So if there is some interest, I'm reaching out to the people that kind of oversee that to talk to them about their their structure looks like, specifically fire, because probably won't get this answer if you ask police. But police kind of base theirs off of fire. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna I don't want to invent the reinvent the wheel. For that part being there but uh, let's assume people are like hey let's do this going guns a-blazing uh i think first and foremost we, we want to put some guardrails around it and say on uh, i don't know if we can get away with just handshake agreements in this day and age and be like yeah we'll help you if there's a problem and then when there's a problem they don't answer the phone uh so let's assume we already have some informal handshake agreements. Let's try to formalize those. And by that, I mean, let's put some guardrails on it and say, specifically, you know, we're here to do X, Y, and Z, or maybe not necessarily say, you know, literally X, Y, and Z, but the spirit of what it's for. Um, and, and and write down and get some, get some guardrails, and I keep using that term because I don't want this thing to be seen as IT support for other organizations. Right. It's really there for a disaster emergency situation yeah. and uh, to just really say this is what we'll help you with and and from that start to put down um, what I think would be useful is inventory sheets and, and have people document what sort of hardware they have and what sort of software they have and what sort of I call it professional services that their staff has and, and just putting it down and it doesn't have to be structured yet But if you get half a dozen or a dozen people starting to do that, um, this is actually things I enjoy doing. You can start to kind of organize that, and and then you start to standardize that. And then those start to become Form 773 that you have to fill out um, that everybody loves in the public safety sector. (laughs) Um, But you'll start to just kind of build on that. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to, you know, make hundreds of pages of documentation that need to get filled out to get this thing off off the ground, because
0: I think that would just stifle it. Tell me a little bit about the thought process there to like use something like this almost as a conduit to really push some of the stuff that IT leaders have been talking about for the better part of two decades. I'd see
1: you'll say, you know, as a conduit, which sounds much more professional than me kind of calling their bluff, which is saying, all right, guys, yeah. you wanted to do this. All right, this would be a perfect avenue or another excuse to do it. Um, but yeah, you're right. And, and part of it is not an overcommitment, and, and that's where we want to be careful, but there's the possibility that you are going to have to do work above and beyond the work that you're necessarily doing but the idea behind it is if something were to happen to you now other people can come in and also do work that would help you out um, but yeah to your point it is exactly along the lines of things that it has been saying they've been wanting to do for years and, and many do them which is good um, so there's a lot of models out there where you can kind of borrow yeah. <laughs> what's already out there um, and uh and i think that will help and and i'm not trying to create a new standard if anything i'm going to take as much as i can and kind of condense it down to make it so that it's a a digestible sort of thing but these are in theory a lot of things that you should have anyway Mm -hmm. and that they're foundational like you should have network documentation and, and you should have your network topology and and how the layer one two three is is laid out and and connected and what your IP scheme is. All of that you might have in bits and pieces all over the place, but you should have most of that. You should have what your inventory is. Um, It might be in this program over here versus your uh, Visio diagram, fine. I think the idea behind this is in theory, if you wanted to kind of be a member of the group, we just ask that you kind of put all that together in a hard copy and i haven't fully fleshed out how you share that with everybody yet or if you just make it available when the time needs like that's all kind of be determined later quite frankly but just the fact that you have it and that it meets certain requirements to to so that in theory someone could come in who who is intelligent in in the ways of network, and they can read this thing and go, oh, okay, you're set up like this. I get it. Oh well, okay. Well, how do you, oh okay, this is how you do that, and then they can kind of hit the ground running mm-hmm. rather than spend a week figuring out what it's supposed to look like. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure how the uh, the two fire and, and law enforcement uh, yeah. systems work, but you know, to me, this is kind of calling out for some sort of state involvement. How do you envision that? How do you think about getting a state? So Illinois likes to have layers of government.
1: I'll just kind of make that as my (laughs) initial statement there. So I see it as another layer, Uh, but what I think would be better about it, and even with the mutual aid for uh, fire and police, it's only certain um, tiers of, how can I phrase it in IT speak, criticality, criticality, that you would then do those mutual aids. If you start to get above and beyond that, so if there's a larger event now, yes, either counties coming in and helping or states coming in and, and, and helping as well. But even in those scenarios, these uh, like Mavis is the is the fire one. Mavis uh, works directly with the state, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a. The local works with Mabus, who now Mabus has the contacts with the state, and not necessarily the local needs the contacts directly with the state. Um, there's, there's a lot of county uh, resources as well. So I see it as uh, rather than, you know, an IT department that has a staff of five that needs to know who in the county, who in the state, who for, you know, there's even extra EMRS on top of the county let this group kind of handle those contacts and you only need to know this group Mm. so that's my theory behind it anyway Uh, whether it'll fall out that way in practice uh, I don't know so um, but both Ileas the the police side and Mavis the fire side directly get benefits and directly interact with the state themselves Mm. so it's a nice bonus there I would say
0: how do you hope to keep guardrails on this but also leave opportunity to help those so it's not fully fleshed out but um, i can tell you how fire approaches
1: that fire divides the state into i want to say like 70 regions mm-hmm. so each region has its own kind of defined what they can and can't do um, what is some well not somewhat, what is unique about it is you're not necessarily geographically bound right. by that help but i i would be careful not to sell it as shared resources mm-hmm. and that's that's the part that i would be very very careful to do because it's it's not and it's not how i would envision it it's not to say it couldn't go to that in some way but that's not how i'm seeing really where the 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 foothold would be um and i'd be careful to make sure that people are aware that this isn't meant to replace this isn't meant to do the it work that should be done by the municipality um if you join ILEAS it doesn't mean you can you know get rid of your police force at that (laughs) point everybody else is going to come in it doesn't work that way So I'd be very, very careful with that. It's not to say that there could be some reality in the future where it could have some sort of shared resources, um, because that's also a point of it as well, which is the Fire Mavis and the Police Ileas, those organizations have resources in and of themselves. Yeah. Um, now, granted, they're you know, uh, Mavis is from the 60s, quite frankly. Um, Both of them really took foothold around 2001, post 9-11. So they've had 20 plus years to kind of build this, but they themselves have resources. They have special teams that can go out. They have equipment that can go out. So it is, it's kind of, that Venn diagram has some overlap, we'll say, for, it's not technically shared resources, it's actually dedicated resources that the group has, um, but still provide the mutual aid uh, agreements amongst all of the members.
0: How does this kind of fit into how you see those challenges and opportunities in Tinley Park and, and in the work that you do? Um, you know, what are what are some of those, and, and you know, how does how does this idea sort of change the way you think about them?
1: So I'm I'm probably not alone in that. Things that keep me awake at night are you know the potential of ransomware, yeah. um, and anything that just makes it so that your equipment can be untrusted and you don't know what is good and what is not mm-hmm. uh, building centric disasters those sort of things are my fears um, so in, in having something like this anything that can make the infrastructure more resilient um, and, and more robust and, and just provide more resources to get it fixed i think is a good opportunity to start to go down uh, I'm fortunate in that the village manager, uh, Pat Carr, for Tinley Park, kind of came up through the public safety side. He was overseeing our 911 dispatch center, um, overseeing our uh, EOC. So I feel you know, he understands the idea behind mutual aid. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is a, a positive aspect that that, uh, that I have. Um, but as far as opportunities and, and fears, A, Again, I go back to you know if it's hundreds and thousands of people that want to do it, it's going to be a lot more work. So, you know, but it's good work, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like if it's something that gives you value and provides benefit, it's, it's worth it. Mm. And and I feel it's, I feel a lot of small to medium sized IT departments. A lot of times, their IT management is just seen as oh, that's the computer guy. Yeah, and and starting to do stuff like this, I think. Kind of reflects a maturity that needs to happen, and it's not that we don't we ourselves don't see us as that mature, but it's another way to show the show the organizations that you work in that, hey, I'm not the IT guy, I'm I'm the manager or I'm the director of this department, and and these are the sort of things
0: that the departments need to do. Right. What are you thinking about? What are some of your priorities? What are some of the things that you're working on, uh, in the you know near term?
1: We are in the midst of, uh, we're probably about a month or two away from selecting a new ERP financial system. Um, Part of that is also looking at replacing our community development system. So we went out to RFP on that. Uh, We're about to go live with a new fire records management system. Um, let's see, what else is on the mix there? Uh, our Office 365, or Microsoft 365, whatever they want to call it now, uh, we're actively migrating from our on-prem to the uh, on uh, online uh, SharePoint as well, so that's happening right now. Um, we, as far as an organization, um, I'm very fortunate in that we're growing. Um, we're adding a network and security administrator to our organization, which is gonna help me fill in a lot of the gaps um, from a security standpoint and a network standpoint. Um, We're gonna be doing, as part of our FY24 budget, a network refresh Mm -hmm. on about half of our network. So we're gonna do an assessment and see what hardware makes sense, maybe possibly re-architected as well. Um, We've had kind of like three disparate networks, um, video, radio, and uh, data. So that's getting looked at. Uh, we're also getting another position. Uh, our intern hopefully will be able to be promoted up to a data analyst. Hmm. So we're starting to go down the path of creating dashboards. Wow. Uh, we're looking at, we've are looking we already done one with community development. We're looking to expand that as well. Um, I don't know. And, and yeah. more duties as a sign. Those are just the yeah. ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, oh, yeah. So body cameras. So that's oh, yeah, another big sure. one that's coming. So State of Illinois uh, are mandating body cameras based off of population size of your town. So population size of Timley uh, mandated Jan one twenty twenty four Body cams have to be up and running. Uh, so we're gonna hopefully be going out to bid this month on that. Um, that's also then looking at replacing our in-car police video as well. Uh, no, those are just kinda some off the top of my head there, but there, there's more, I'm <laughs> that's sure. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fun though, because it keeps you busy. And uh, I'm very fortunate that uh, they were, they recognize that IT's adding value and we got those two positions
0: that, that have I'm very, very optimistic are going to do some great stuff. How do you think you made that? How, how, how do you think you got those? I mean, that's like, because this is something that I hear yeah. everyone's struggling with, yes. right? They're like, I asked for this and I won't get it. Well, I asked for four and they gave yeah. me two. No. Hey. Um, <laughs> so uh,
1: what I did uh, when I came in the door, I connected with a company called InfoTech Research Group, which does a lot of things. Um, but what they helped me do is a kind of personnel assessment. But it's not, it's not just... Uh, are the right people in the right places, but what I also did is I examined, there's a a set of processes that all IT departments ought to be doing, um, procedures and processes. And what it does is it does an assessment and goes, okay, for all of these processes, you know, how is your data strategy? How, how are you looking for operation standpoint? And it kind of digs into that a little bit. It rates um, how well you're doing those and what people from a self-assessment feel they're doing that process. So that kind of showed me not only how we're doing on the, on the standardized process standpoint, but also what are people spending their time doing. And, and what came out of that is most of our staff was spending their time maintenance-wise, making sure what we had was up and running. Yeah. And um, very little time with your projects or your innovation or your data stuff. So I could take that and then, I didn't want to survey people to death, but I also did another survey to just directors, assistant directors, chiefs, assistant chiefs, um, on, on th- again within Flowtech Research Group, uh, 13 uh, core categories of the stuff that IT is supposed to provide. Again, mm-hmm. data strategies, devices, um, security, that sort of thing. And it, it gauges their satisfaction and what their priorities are across those thirteen. So I've done that twice now since I've been there two years. So I was able to take the results from those, um, started an IT steering committee, mm-hmm. um, which looked at what I thought the roadmap for a five-year roadmap was gonna be for the IT projects, or any project that involved IT, not necessarily IT projects, and that's that's a key differentiator there. <laughs> um, so that I got people in the room so that they could see this um, graph of, wow, this is a lot of stuff that's getting planned here. So just reinforcing those conversations, um, along with monthly one-on-ones with all department directors to talk about what they're doing, what we are doing, them what other places what other departments are doing because they don't all necessarily know and that cuts down work and building those relationships and it was all of that kind of culmination that i was able to you know put together um, my my roadmap for my organizational chart for the it department and and i phased it out um and i kind of walk in the door and i made one and then i would edit it as i would go and i would say you know these are my goals for these positions and i would define what the position does and relate that back to where we're lacking in the processes and procedures and, and how this position would um, accomplish the things that the directors felt were higher priority and less satisfied in. Um, so I was able to do all of that, build out the award chart and, and kind of put the pieces together that way and, and sell it that way. So, and I was, I'm grateful that they, they, they approved what they did.
0: Anthony Ardolino, the IT director for the village of Tinley Park in Illinois. You can read more about him and IT collaboration at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. You can subscribe to the Priorities Podcast at PrioritiesPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, be sure to leave a review or a rating on the podcast page. They make it more likely that more people will find the show. This podcast is a production of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. James Mahoney and Carlin Fisher helped to put it together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. Until next week, I'm your host, Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.